Good morning, church. We're very excited to have you this morning. If you will, let's bow real quick, get a prayer in before we start this praise. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the opportunity to join together today. Father, we thank you for the blessing it is to come here and gather in your name. Lord, we ask that you will just open our hearts this morning to your presence. Feel this place like a flood. Just cover us up. Cover us up. Amen. Let's do it. And 
are shouting out the name of the Lord. They'll be singing and dancing and shouting and clapping. As a shouting out the name of the Lord, I will celebrate before the Lord. 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 I will.
Christian to the outside world, but inside you're just dying and dying and dying. Oh, Holy Ghost. I want them to keep singing. I need you to fill me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Listen, we're going to go into this one more time. I want them to sing, I need you to fill me. And I need you to sing, I need you to fill me. I'm not saying to sing with a band. I'm not telling you to sing with the band so it sounds really hype up here. And the band is amazing. I'm not telling you that. I'm telling you spiritually as you sing, I, Holy Spirit, I need you to fill me. We're going to declare that the Holy Spirit right now will give you a transfusion. Yes. That the Holy Spirit right now will give you a transfusion. Yes. He's going to give you life in your bones, life in your spiritual man that's been dying. Dying for months. Dying for months. Oh, it's because of COVID. It's been dying for months. Come on, somebody in this place. I need you to say, God, I need you to fill me. I need you to fill me. Come on.
Yeah. 
that relationship in this song because he says father and I think people get confused a lot because they think of God and they put God on this pedestal that he's untouchable and you can't talk to him and you can't have a relationship with him but when you break that relationship down and you say father you know come on you know how much a father will do for their children So you say, Father, come close to me. And he's like, I'm already there. Like, I've been seeking you out. I've been sitting with you. I've been, I've been watching you and following you. But we get so caught up with God that we think we can't touch him. We think we can't, man, we can't talk to him. We think we can't love on him. We think he won't love on us. And it's all about a father relationship. Because I'm telling you, he is there. Oh, man, a father will will drive five miles to spend a week with you. A father will drive an hour and a half to do whatever whatever their kids want them to do. 
a father will respond and your father this morning is responding because you're crying out to him you're crying out to him the way he wants you to cry out to him not as some god that you can't touch that you can't see but as a father who wants to wrap his arms around you and love on you like you've never been loved before and for some of you that's tough because you think man i can't see my dad i haven't seen my father and he says no 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 i want to be your ultimate father i want you to know that that no matter where your parents might be that that, that you can feel their love through him as he wraps his arms around you okay that is the father's love so it doesn't matter where your earthly parents are. It doesn't matter where your earthly father is or how he treated you or whatever happened. Because your heavenly father, he loves you so much. He says, I can make all that better. And if you'll just trust in me and allow me to wrap my arms around you, you'll feel the same love, the love of a father. Oh, come on. It's so good. Oh. Mm. That's what he wants you to know this morning. That he loves you so much. He just wants to wrap his arms around you. You know, I love, I love our worship team because this is not, I don't care what anybody thinks. Yeah, you can give it up. This, this is not a production. Like we don't come in here to have all the lights and the cameras and production and everything has to be perfect so that, so that we can make sure that God shows up. It doesn't work that way. Okay, we come in to worship him. We, we come in to worship him. So I tell you what, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for what happened this morning. Because I tell you what, when you stopped and we just said, God, take over, he just came down and settled on this place. And he said, thank you for getting away from everything else and realizing that it doesn't matter because I love you this much. And we can get so caught up with everything else. We can all sit around and come in here and say, they didn't sing my favorite song. And what are they doing? That's not what this is about. This is about you coming in with a personal cry out to him every single Sunday. It's a personal. Now, they're up here worshiping, <laughs> but they're not worshiping for you. <laughs> okay, they're not worshiping for you. You come in with a heart of worship to worship the Father. And it doesn't matter if we don't have a keyboard player or a drummer or a bass guitarist. It doesn't matter if we have anything in here. Because when you come in with the right heart posture, oh man. He will come sit with you. He will come rest with you. He will come wrap his arms around you. And that's all we seek every Sunday. It doesn't matter if it's one song or ten songs. I'm just so thankful that we have a worship team and we have a congregation that understands that, that says, you know what, we're just here to surrender to him. And I'm so thankful for leaders up here that just say, hey, let's just cry out and let's just give it to him. Come on. Come on. I told you to pray this morning. You should have prayed when I asked you to pray. <laughs> so good, man. Come on. Father, we love you, God. We thank you. You are so good. We thank you for your love, God. We thank you that you'll wrap your arms around us and love on us, Father, even in our darkest days. We thank you that no matter how far away from you, we feel sometimes that you are right with us, Father God. Right there waiting on us to cry out to you, to spend a little bit of time with you, Lord. So, Father, fill us up this morning. Come on, Holy Ghost. Fill up this place this morning. Rest on us, Father. Oh, we love you, God. And we surrender to you this morning. Have your way in this place, God. 
have your way in this house. Have your way in our families and our homes, God. Touch our schools. Touch all the churches in this region, Father. We just surrender to you this morning. Oh, Father, we love you. And we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen and amen. Come on, let's lift up a shout of praise this morning. Come on, let's tell our Father how much we love him this morning. Come on. Yes, Lord. Come on. So good. Do me a favor, find somebody you hadn't seen in a while. Give them a high five, a knuckle bump, elbow bump. I don't know what it is. Love on somebody. We'll be right back. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? Come on, you can get better and louder than that. How's everybody doing this morning? I'll tell you, it's great. I love it when we have to tell you to take your seats. You're like we're in a classroom. Take your seats. <laughs> this is good stuff. I love it. I love it. This is what family's all about. This is what family's all about, being able to come in and spend time with each other, see people you hadn't seen in a bit, uh, love on some people. 
Man, it's so good. Well, if you're new here or you're watching online, I'm DJ along with my wife, Jules. We get the honor to pastor here at Destiny Church, and we love you guys. We love this church. We love what God's doing in this church. Come on, are you guys excited about what God's doing? Come on. Look, we, we, we have had minimum shutdown, and we're still pressing through this stuff. I mean, and God is protecting us and guiding us and leading us. So that's something to be happy about. That's something to celebrate each and, every, each and every Sunday that we can do this. So if you're online, do me a favor. Share this link. Get it out there to everybody. Um, let everybody know uh, what we're doing and that we got a word for them. Sorry, OCD-ish. There we go. I feel better now. Woo! Everything, everything's good now, guys. We can breathe. The, it's straight. <laughs> Man, I, I, I love this place. I love you guys and so thankful for our church. Uh, if you're new to our church, if this is the first time here, first time watching online, reach out to us. But we do have Connect cards for you. Go ahead and fill out a Connect connection card. It's a Connect card. Let us know you were here so we can reach out to you. We can pray for you. We can share information about our church. We can give you all kinds of information. We just want you to know how much we loved you and we appreciate you coming out. That's so important. Uh, but we can't reach out to you if you don't let us know you were here. So just fill it out. If you need one, our ushers will get one for you. If not, you can pick one up at Connection Point, which is the big wooden desk out in the foyer. So we're excited about that. Real quick announcements. Uh, Monday night prayer, 6 p.m. every single Monday night right here. Come out and join us. We're going to pray together. We're going to spend time together. We're going to do life together. So 6 p.m. right here on Mondays, Tuesday at the table. Come on, we're excited about Tuesday at the table. That's our midweek service. Come on. If you're, not, if you're missing out on Tuesday at the table, I'm sorry, but you can watch it online. That's okay, but it's not like being in person. So come on out. Uh, share some time with us. Uh, Brother Daniel's been teaching some, some amazing stuff in the Word and, and, and how to study it and how to read it. I mean, it's just really good. So, so, so come on out and see that. that. Like I said, that is our midweek service. That's where you're going to get a little more intimate. You can ask questions. It's really uh, Bible study. It, it, it's teaching. It's wonderful. So get out here for that. Uh, our Destiny Kids and Student Ministries on Wednesday night. Come on, get your kids out here. Drop them off anywhere from kindergarten all the way up to high school. They all happen right here on, on Wednesday night. So drop them off and then um, right now go out and do something pretty soon. You'll have a small group to go to, but uh, we'll get into that. Um, young adults on Friday night at 6, so 18 to 28. Friday night's at 6 right here. Uh, come on out for that. All right, uh, real quick, I want to talk about um, our new app. We have a new app. Um, so here's what I need you to do. If you can actually take a picture of that and scan it, that is our new app. If not, there is a website there. If you can't take a picture of it and you want to wait out on Connection Point, I have some uh, sheets of paper set up with that, that uh, uh, code on it. So you can just do that QR code out there. Look, this is our brand new church app. It is launched. If you have the old app, delete it. You don't need the old app anymore. We're not communicating through it. You're not going to get information through it. Delete the old Destiny Church app. This is a brand new one that is up and running. It's phenomenal. You're going to love it. Um, please download that. If you can't get it there, like I said, you can type in that, that website, but you basically go to Tithely app, um, Tithely Church app, and then you'll type in our information for Destiny Church Alabama. Man, it is, it is great, but all our information's on there. That's important because today is rally day for our small groups. Who's excited about small groups starting back up? Come on. So today is rally day. You, you will need the app to sign up for rally day you don't have to i mean you can go over there and sign on the paperwork but who wants to do that when you have a cool app on your phone that you can just click on it and read about all the small groups that, that we have uh, i'm really excited about small groups this season we we might have a smaller selection but they're powerful and it's going to be good to get everybody back together so if you're watching online because you don't want to show up with all these people here and you just want to get in a small group setting and still learn come on out Go to our app right now. You should be able to download that. That was on your screen. So uh, take a look at everything that's going 
going on. You can actually go to our old website too. All the, all the small groups are on the old website, but that app is, is great for you. So today's rally day. So next door, what, what I mean by next door is if you actually walk out the children's ministry doors and just walk like the next door over, <laughs> there's a small group room in there and we have tables set up. We're going to have leaders there. We're going to talk to you about all the small groups. You can ask questions. You can sign up. Uh, it's going to be good. So here's a rundown of all our small groups and you can get this on the app. We have, uh, of course, God, Guns, and Gravy. Come on, Saturdays. Come on, guys. Come on out and shoot some guns and eat some breakfast at my house, and, and we're going we're gonna to study the Word. Uh, we have Bread of Life. Uh, we have Nature of God. So Tuesday nights, that's back. Uh, Tuesday nights at Jim Paul's for a men's group. Uh, reflection of the Word. That's where the Jack's here today. Uh, I don't see him today, so... Uh, we have reflections of the word. We got who's got game. That's a that's a game group. So if you like to play games and stuff, uh, my wife and I are hosting that one too. So we're going to be doing a game uh, get together. Anybody that likes to play games, come on out. Uh, but but I'm telling you, we do have loser shirts. So just how it works. I'm telling you, if you're you're either a winner or a loser. <laughs> But come on, that's going to be good. We're going to have fun with that. We have Coffee Club, and coffee is not drinking coffee. So that, that actually stands as an acronym. Uh, but they do cards, and they, they encourage people, and they're constantly sending stuff out, and they get together. It's a great small group. We have Financial Peace is coming back now, Dave Ramsey. So Nikki and Tim are hosting that. Look, and I'm gonna, I'll tell you this. If you've been worried about your financial health and, and how that looks, here's what the church is going to do. We are going to pay for the first five people that sign up. If you don't think that's good, that's $130 a person. So, so look, if you want to sign up for financial peace, a couple, yeah, sorry. So yeah, we can get 10, so we can have five couples, that's 10 people, if you sign up today. That's huge. And if you want to learn how to, how to, to, to manage your finances and do it the right way and get out of debt and start living like nobody else can live, that is so important. So financial peace is back. We're excited about that. Um, sign up for that. We have our young adults with the, that are signing up over there, Treasure Seeker, with his, which is, was virtual last, last semester. And I think she might be doing a virtual one uh, probably half and half. And then we have Real Marriage. Where's our marriage group? Come on. Our married couples, that's on Wednesday night. So like I said, you can drop your kids off and go right next door. And, uh, and if you're a married couple and we're just going, it's just spending life. The greatest part about our married group is you have people that were married like less than a year and people married for like 40 years, all in the same room. So you get all kinds of great conversation and communication. So it's really good. So that's a little bit about our small group. If I left some out, there's just a whole bunch to talk about. Go over there before you leave today. So right after church, before you get in your cars, walk right out that door into the next door and just take a good look um, at all the small groups that are available for you uh, here at Destiny Church. And I thank all the leaders for that. All right, uh, real quick, I want to talk about last week we received our Heart for the House offering. Come on, guys. I'm fired up. Uh, so we came into Hartford House. If you didn't get a chance to give or you didn't understand what that, what that is, you know, we were trying to gather the, the last bit of finances for the down payment to buy this building. We were in the process of the underwriting. We were going through that. Uh, we should be able to own this place hopefully within, within 30 days. Uh, and so we did a heart for the house and we said, come on, give uh, for this because we needed more for a down payment because of the, the price of the building, which is perfectly fine. So, so last week we, we received an offering for that and we received $12,500 last week. Come on. That was above and beyond. That's people just saying, I want to give to the vision of Destiny Church and leaving our footprint here. If you did not get a chance to give, it's not too late. It's still out there. You can go online, go on the, the giving app, go on our website, go, go on the, the, the Tidely app where you give. You can write a check. You can do whatever you want to do. If you didn't get a chance, we want to give everybody an opportunity to give. 
okay? Everybody get an opportunity to give. If you did not get a chance to do that, it is not too late. So please get that, get that in there. Look, we are excited about what God's ready to do. We are just ready to just close this chapter. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to say that, that we have a solid foundation here and we're not going anywhere. So, so thank you all for that. One more time, one, one more time, round of applause. You, we have been saving, we have been saving for this for years. We've been saving for this for years and we have saved over 80 some thousand dollars in three years just for this that's huge that's huge as a church to say we we've we've been able to raise that kind of money and put it aside to say we have a vision uh uh, of what we want to do as a church what god's called us to do so i'm excited about that so we're just excited so there it is i wanted to get that out there i know people were asking me questions throughout the week saying hey how'd we do and i'm like i don't know because i'm not there we were we were away this week (laughs) so we tried to disconnect from the church for a week and that's tough that was really tough. I was driving home last night. Uh, we were driving in from Augusta, and I was like, man. I said, I feel like I haven't talked to people in forever, and it's really only been since Monday. <laughs> but I was, like, I was like, oh, we're like, hey, call this person. Call this person. I'm like, I'm like let's just talk to people. And I, we talked to people the whole way back. Um, I just feel, so I don't know how people do when they don't come to church all the time, but this is like, we're, we're used to being here Monday, Tuesday, uh, you know, till 8 o'clock every night, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Um, it is, this is our family. So you guys are family. This is a big family. And uh, so we're not around family, man. It is, even though we're with family, I love you, Bo. (laughs) We're with family, but we're missing our family. So it's good to see everybody again. All right. Um, So this morning, uh, we have a great word, great message this morning. And and I'm not giving it. I told Kevin I was just going to preach, but... Uh, but I'm not. Okay, Kevin's been preparing. He's had, he has a word for us this morning, so I'm excited over that. I'm excited to see what God wants to do through him. So, guys, let's give it up for Pastor Kevin. Let's give him a round of applause and welcome to the stage. Oh, where'd your mic go? You want mine? Check. This one will do. All right, who's ready to uh, learn about the winky eye? Me neither. I'm not. I'm good. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. I was just joking with y'all. Hey. So uh, my name. <laughs> my name is Pastor Kevin. I'm really, really honored to be here this morning and to be able to bring uh, the word. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and we're going to get started. Uh, so if you guys can bow your heads and close your eyes, we're going to pray. Oh, we thank you, Father God, for your goodness, your grace. Thank you for your love, your mercy, Father. Oh, Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would take control right now. Holy Spirit, would uh, my words fall on the ears that need to hear it, God? Would, would your words just fall into the hearts, God, and produce good fruit, Father? I declare in the name of Jesus that every person in this place will be blessed, God, and that they would listen, that they would hear, and that they would put it into practice, Father. God, I bless them, Lord. I love them. I thank you because your people are just awesome, and they love you, God, and you love them. So, Father, I thank you. Thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Couple things you need to know about me. All right, I like to have feedback. So when I say something like, and Jesus said, all is good, amen? Y'all say amen. See what I'm saying? Something like that. So uh, you guys are, most of you already know me, uh, but yes, I'm very passionate. I am. And I'm, you know, I'm not ashamed to be passionate for Jesus. I've, you know, I've just been passionate for Jesus wherever I'm at Walmart, you know, the Air Force, wherever. Uh, I just love Jesus. So, 
Amen. Thank you, brother. Uh, we're going <laughs> to, but calm down now. We might take you out. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> All right, let's get started, y'all. So this morning, uh, the word that the Lord gave me, uh, I was thinking about talking about the upper room, and I've been uh, praying to God about that and asking him, Father, you know, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Uh, and somewhere midweek, God kind of switched it up on me, and he wanted me to speak about uh, the well. Everybody say the well. All right, not Noel, the well, okay? Yes, another little cheesy joke. All right, um, <laughs> but so today I'm talking about the well, and the scripture is coming out of John chapter 4. Let me put this down, verses 8 through 14. It should be on the screen. And yes, I have a real Bible up here, so y'all going to have to give me one minute. All right, here we go. And I am reading this out of the Passion Translation. And you guys saw the title. So, the, you know, all my Bible scholars and theologists are like, oh, he's talking about the woman at the well. Something like that. All right, y'all just hang on and bear with me. So, <laughs> John chapter 4, this is what it says. Verse six, uh, 8. Wearied by his long journey, he sat on the edge of Jacob's well. This, he's talking about Jesus. We're talking about Jesus. He sent his disciples into the village to buy food, for it was already afternoon. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Come, I'm, I'm sorry, give me a drink of water. Surprised, she said, Why would a Jewish man ask a Samaritan woman for a drink of water? I'm going to pause there. Uh, you got two different dynamics going on right now, right? First, it's a man asking a woman for something, all right? Men are supposed to be prideful. They're supposed to have more pride for that. You know, Jesus should have said, move, get away, give me your bucket. I'm going to get some water. Get out of my way, right? That's the one dynamic. The second dynamic is she's a Samaritan woman, meaning she's of, um, how do I put this lightly? She's a half Jew. She's a mixed Jew, right? And so the Jews didn't really associate with them. They were lower class. But, you know, Jesus being our Lord and Savior and being awesome man that he was, didn't care about none of that. And he said, let me get a drink. So we're going to keep going. Verse 10, Jesus replied, if you only knew who I am and the gift, and the gift that God wants to give you, you'd ask me for a drink and I would give to you living water. Everybody say living water. Living water. Verse 11, it says the woman replied, but, sir, you don't even have a bucket, and this well is very deep. So where do you find this living water? Verse 12, and yes, I talk fast. I'm Hispanic. Y'all will get used to me. Do you, <laughs> do you really think that you are greater than our ancestor, Jacob, who dug this well and drank from it himself along with his children and livestock? Now, I'm going to pause here real quick because when I was reading this, I started to chuckle. Right, I started to chuckle. I, I was reading this, and I just imagined, you know, everybody in heaven and Abraham and, you know, everybody's hanging out, right? Everybody's hanging out, uh, you know, Moses and, you know, Elijah and Elisha. Everybody's kind of, you know, at this table. And this woman tells the author of life, right, the son of God, are you greater than Jacob? And I just see Jacob just kind of, you know, just kind of leaning into his seat a little bit. Like, I don't know her, man. I don't know her. Uh, <laughs> but that's just a little side note. 
verse 13, it says, Jesus answered, if you drink from Jacob's well, you'll be thirsty again and again. But if anyone drinks the living water I give them, they will never thirst again. And I will be forever and will be forever satisfied. For when you drink the water I give you, it becomes a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit springing up and flooding you with endless life. Amen? Amen. All right, so that's the scriptures for today. Most of them, this is the word that I was reading when God spoke to me. And I want to just share a few things with you uh, this morning. Uh, but the first thing I want to, uh, to talk to you guys about, the first thing, the very first thing, and you're going to say, and, and when we go there, you're going to say, wait a minute, Pastor Kevin, don't you do this at the end of the service? Normally, but I'm not everybody. <laughs> As you guys know, I'm not like everybody. So the first thing you need to understand before we go into the message today is, number one, you need a relationship with Jesus. You need a relationship with Jesus. So this morning, if you do not have a relationship with Jesus, if you do not have a relationship with Jesus, I'm going to ask the entire church to pray right now. And it's not a prayer that's going to save you. It's you in your heart believing that Jesus can save you. That he is the son of God and that you can't do life without him. Like I said, yes, people normally do this at the end. We're going to do it right now. So if everybody will repeat with me, close your eyes, repeat with me. Say, God, I'm asking you. In the name of your son, Jesus, to save me, I want to know you. I want to be changed. I want that living water. Lord Jesus, be the Lord, be the Savior of my life, and be the King of my heart. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, amen. All right, amen. So yes, like I said, I know I'm totally different. But the first thing you need to know before we continue is you need a relationship with Jesus. Because everything else flows from that. I can't, I can't continue with the word because unless you have a relationship with Jesus, it will be hard for you to understand. So that's why we started there. The second thing I want to I ask you. So today it's a little different. Right? Today it's not, well, man, y'all going to start thinking I always bring these bad, hard messages. But I promise you I don't. It's just, you know, it's just God. But um, the, the second point or question I want to ask you today. And before I continue, I'm, this isn't a judgmental, okay, this isn't a judgmental, I'm throwing stones at you. Uh, this is a spiritual evaluation this morning. And it's not for me to evaluate you. It's for you to say, okay, God, where in my areas in my life can I do better? All right, but I'm going to get to that. So the first thing is, have you been at the well lately? Have you been at the well? Pastor Kevin, what in the world are you talking about? I'm lost already. No problem. I got you. So <laughs> what I mean by the well, everybody say intimacy. Nice and loud, intimacy. So when I say the well, I want, in your brain, I need you to, to, to register that and translate it into intimacy. See, because that's what Jesus was saying to the woman at the, you know, that well, that, that living, that Holy Ghost water, the, right? The first thing Jesus said is, let me go back. The first thing Jesus said was, if you only knew. That's what Jesus said. If you only knew. 
So where does that living water come from? It comes from intimacy with Jesus. Your intimacy with Jesus. So that first, uh, that first point I have today about have you been at the well lately? What I'm really asking you is when was the last time you were intimate with Jesus? When was the last time you were intimate with Jesus? Father God, thank you for this food. I bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. That's not being intimate with Jesus. I mean, y'all just had a whole winky eye service, you know, a whole relationship series last week. So you know there's a difference between me going up to my wife, giving her a hug, and the winky eye emoji, right? Am I right? There is a difference. Seriously, there's a difference in intimacy. There's also a difference in intimacy when it relates to Jesus. Are you intimate? Are you opening up your heart? Lord, I'm offended at this brother because of X, Y, and Z. Lord, uh, this happened to me when I was five years old. I need you to take this away from me. Lord, are you being intimate with Jesus? Are you giving him that time? Are you opening up your heart and bearing your soul to Jesus? So again, when I say, have you been at the well lately, I mean, have you been intimate with Jesus lately? Have you been intimate with Jesus lately? The second thing I want to, the second main point I want to I wanna ask you, a question. And that question is this, are you caring enough for yourself? Again, Pastor Kevin, what are you talking about? What do you do at a well? well what do you get at a well? Water. So my question is, do you have enough water? Holy Ghost, water in your belly. Do you have enough Holy Ghost from the relationship that you're spending with Jesus? Do you have enough Holy Ghost water for yourself? Pastor Kevin, what do you mean? I mean the world is crazy. Go to Walmart. I'm just saying. I love, I'm sorry if somebody's watching. They work at Walmart. I'm sorry. But Walmart's crazy sometimes. All right? A little cray-cray. It gets, it gets crazy. Okay, but what I'm asking you is, do you have enough Holy Ghost water that you've been drawing up from your intimacy time with Jesus so that when you're walking through the day, right, and somebody cuts you off, somebody curses at you, somebody gives you the Holy Ghost finger, whatever, you know, I'm not, whatever, I made that up, y'all. But somebody gives you that mean finger, right? Somebody, somebody makes you angry, they aggravate you. Do you have enough Holy Ghost water to be able to say, it's all good. Let me, let me drink of this living water, right? What are the gifts of the Holy Spirit, right? What are the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Kindness and love. Do you have enough of that Holy Ghost water to make it? You know, and I always see it like, uh, let me see, I'm going to explain it a, uh, <laughs> a little better. So, when I was reading this, I was imagining, so if y'all want to take a field trip with me real quick, I'm imagining, right, these people crossing a desert. Now, I'm a first-generation American. My dad and my mom, my dad was from Guatemala. My mom was from El Salvador. And so they had to cross the desert to get here. And praise God, they worked really, really, really hard, and they got their residency, and then they worked really, really, really hard, and they got their citizenship. Praise God. Right? Praise God. And, and they worked hard, but they had to cross a desert. And so I started thinking, 
do I have enough water to cross the desert I'm going to cross today? I got to wake up and go to work with people, right? Well, not now, you know, I love you, DJ, you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I've got to get fired already, y'all. It's only my second time preaching. Oh, man. But you have to get up and go to work. And, and I know because I used to work for years and years, you know, at different places. I used to work with a bunch of truck drivers, you know, every day. And you never knew what you were going to get, you know. It's kind of like that Forrest Gump, you know. It's like a box of chocolate. But it was never good chocolate, y'all. I'm just saying. Um, but, but listen, um, you have to wake up and go throughout your day. So what I'm saying is, are you spending enough time with Jesus? And I'm talking uh, intimate time with Jesus and filling yourself up with the living water so that you can go the rest of the day with the Holy Ghost water. So as you're walking through that day, you can drink. Someone cusses you out. You can drink. I'm good, brother. God bless you. It's all right. No, no big deal. You know, well, you're not doing this and you're not doing that. Now somebody's screaming at you. you drink, you're taking a drink of that Holy Ghost water. That's all right. Okay, amen. Look, brother, this, this, and this, and that. And so I started imagining this desert, and I started remembering about my mom and my dad and how they had to cross the desert. And how they had to, I mean, they have to carry water. Thousands of people have died crossing the desert because they don't have or they run out of water. A bunch of other reasons as well, but I'm saying today, water. Do you have enough? Have you been drawing up enough water, that Holy Ghost water, from your intimate time with Jesus? And, and you know, as I was thinking this and God was showing it to me, I started realizing some things, you know, because there, there's a couple different types of people. There's, you know, there's a person that has a water bottle, right? Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm only, I only have a one-day journey. No, let, let's put it this way. I only have a four-hour journey. I'm just going to take this water bottle. I got this water bottle. So if I get thirsty, if I get thirsty, I'll drink, right? And then there's the people that, let's just pretend this is empty, then you have people, Christians, okay, Christians, that have no water. They're about, to, they're about to take a trip, but they have no water. But you know what they say? I'll find water along the way. I'll just, let me, let me take this long journey. And I know there'll be water somewhere. I'll find water along the way. I'm not going to have, that. Let, me, let, me, let me translate into the spiritual. Let me translate it for you. I'm not going to spend intimate time with Jesus. I'll just go to church and hope they fill me up a little bit. And I'll keep walking the rest of the week and hope by next Sunday they'll fill me up a little more. Oh, I came to this church. I didn't feel filled up. I didn't like it too much. I, I'm still thirsty. Let me go to a different church. Maybe they'll fill me up. When Jesus, the living water, see, you should be coming to church filled with this water. And what happens is so many people come, you know, with no water saying, fill me up. Somebody give me some water. I'm dying. My relationship, I'm dying. But they don't want to go to the well. Let me tell you something. You have access. Everybody say, I have access. You have access to the well. 
you have access to intimacy with Jesus. If you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have access to Jesus and to the Holy Spirit and to the Holy Ghost water that you need. But what happens is that so many people go day by day saying, I- I'm going to try to fill up maybe halfway, you know, maybe halfway. That somebody's bound to have water. Do I really need to pray all the time? I mean, if I get into trouble, I know the people at church will pray for me. Or sometimes it sounds something like this. Um, I don't have enough water. Somebody call Brother Jim or, or Pastor DJ to pray for me. When they have access to water. They have access to the well, to the living water, who is Jesus, yet they, they're just not filled up with him. But again, this morning, it's not about condemnation. I'm not throwing stones at you. Trust me, it's always me. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Every time I preach, it's because they went through me first. I just, I'm just telling you all the truth. The Holy Spirit will hammer me, man. He, the, Jesus will just hammer me, and he'll give it to me first. So I'm not up here you know, putting my nose up at you, thinking I'm better than, than you. I'm with you. I'm right there with you guys. We all need more of Jesus. So are you carrying enough water for yourself? The second thing is this. Are you carrying enough water for others too? Are you carrying enough water for others too? What does that mean? It means that you graduate. It means as a Christian, you should go from glory to glory. It means as a Christian, you should go from, okay, I'm empty, to now I'm halfway full, to now I'm full, to now I want more water. Right now, you know, now I want to fill this thing up. So that as I'm going along my journey, if I see any other people that need water, I got them. That means if I go into any situation, no matter what it is, someone's dying, someone got... A COVID, someone got cancer, someone got, you know, diabetes, whatever it is. Don't worry, I got something to help. Every time I step into a situation, don't worry, I got Holy Ghost water for this. I got the peace that surpasses all understanding. Are you carrying enough water for others too? Like I said, this is a, you graduate. Thing. This, this is a thing where we're always growing as Christians. Yes, you want to carry water. Listen, baby steps. If you're, you, if you're not spending intimate time with Jesus and you want to start, amen. Amen. That's awesome. And then when you get to here, don't stop. What happens is a lot of Christians stop. A lot of Christians say, well, I'm filled up. Let me go to church. Ah, oh, man, I didn't like that. That wasn't good. Oh. You know, they get to places. Listen to this, right? They go into their jobs, and they're holding their water. Man, you know, I have a big problem. Um, you know, my, my husband's cheating on me and this, this, and that. And she's like, oh, my, that's just horrible. I don't know. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I, you cheat on him back. I don't know. I mean. Like, instead of, instead of saying, right, instead of saying, don't worry. Don't worry, I got enough water for you. 
Instead of going into the, to, into the conversation saying, listen, but God. Listen, let me tell you what God's done in my life. Let me give you some of my water because you're drowning. I'm sorry, you're, you're dehydrated. We should be a people that carry enough water for people. That carry enough water for those dying Christians. They're, they're dying. They're dying. There, there's so many people. Christian people. I'm not even talking about the rest of the world. Christian people. That they're halfway in the desert with no water. And they're looking frantically everywhere. For somebody to give them hope. For somebody to give them some water. And that somebody is you. That somebody is you. How much water are you carrying for others? And for every situation that you're in. For every circumstance, for every situation, for the good times, for the bad times, do you have enough water to get yourself and those around you through it? I love the story of Joseph. You know, one of my main things... Um, a lot of you know I started, I didn't have much. Me and uh, Crystal, my beautiful wife, we didn't have a ton. And so we said, um, you know, we just started saving. We started praying. We started giving and we started tithing. God started blessing us and blessing us. And one of the things that I asked God, I said, God, I want you to bless me. Not so that I can bless, uh, uh, bless myself and buy a bunch of stuff. But God, I want to be blessed so that I can bless others. You know, I said, I love the story of Joseph and how God used him to save all his family. God used Joseph to save his entire family. And that's who we should be. We should be people that saves everyone around us. They should be affected by us. Every time you walk into a situation, maybe two coworkers are going at it, they're angry. You should have peace that surpasses all understanding. You should have enough water to share and say, hey, calm down. Everybody calm down, chill out, relax. Where are we going to go from here? And what I found is that, the, you know, what I found is one of the big problems is that as Christians, we deal with pride, a little bit of pride. We think, well, I've been a Christian for, <clears throat> I've been a Christian for 35 years, sir. Like, you're not telling me nothing I don't know. You know, we think we're big and we're strong. And what starts to happen, right, what starts to happen is we think we can take this journey without any water. Brother, I've taken this journey a thousand times. Brother, I've been a Christian for 30 years. I'm good. I can take this one-day desert trip with no water. Look at me. I mean, I've been a Christian 30 years. And then they die. And it's sad to see Christians that have been in the faith for so long, and then all of a sudden they're just gone. Because they thought that they don't need the water anymore. They thought, eh. I'll get some maybe halfway. Wesley, you can come up here. So God showed me a little analogy, right? And you can grab that. So imagine, right, imagine me and Weston. Okay, come over here, Weston. So me and Weston, we're about to take a three-day trip, you know. I don't know. Where do you want to go? Mexico? Uh, let's say Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, I changed it on you. All right, so we're going to Egypt, man. We're doing a three-day walk in the desert, okay, in the desert. 
and I have this much water. If you can't see that, it's about halfway, a little less than halfway full. Okay? And he adds that much water. So imagine you're, you know, in your brain that that thing's full of water. But I'm bigger than him, and I'm stronger than him, and I eat more tortillas than him. Right? Like, come on. I'm fluffy. You know what I'm saying? I should be good. Three days in the desert with a little bit of water, I should be fine. Come over here. But what happens is, as we, as we start walking, as we start walking, and let, let's say we're not walking together. Let's say this is a totally different journey. Same, same desert, look at this, same desert. We're both going in Egypt. I started on this side. He started on that side. And we're both walking straight. Same desert. But I have this much water. And he has all that water. After three days, who's going to be better off? He is. Why? Because he has more what? Water. And it's the same thing for us as Christians. It doesn't matter if you're bigger, right? You're, you're stronger in the faith. You've been a Christian for 40 years. It doesn't matter if he's been a Christian for two weeks. But whoever carries the more water, whoever's having more intimate time with Jesus, that's who's going to survive. Give your, uh, put your hands up for uh, resting here. Thank you, brother. Maybe Mexico next time, bro. So. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you something. I was preaching the other day to myself. I think Miss Rhonda and Miss Phyllis were in there. <laughs> I was preaching to myself. Don't worry, I've, I've preached... The chair off of these, the, you know, the, the walls off of these buildings already, y'all. <laughs> but uh, I was preaching, and, I, and, and, you know, I felt like I said something, and I feel like it was the Holy Ghost. And I wanted to share, I wrote it down really quick, and I wanted to share it with y'all. And I was preaching, and what I said was, and it kind of took me, it startled me a little bit. But this is the statement that I said. You got the most dangerous thing you can do as a Christian the most dangerous thing you can do as a Christian. It's not drink. It's not smoke a cigarette, smoke a cigar, right? Pray for a demon-possessed person. Say a cuss word. The most dangerous thing you can do as a Christian is go into autopilot. Go on cruise control. You know when it's raining, you're not supposed to put your car in cruise control? All my men probably know that. Some of the women, amen, hallelujah. And if you didn't know, now you know, all right? When it's raining, you don't put your car in cruise control because what happens is, you know, it'll rev up, and then you can hydroplane. But Christians do it all the time. Christians do it all the time. I'm guilty too. I've been doing this some time, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm here, you know, 20 years as a Christian. I'm good. I, pr- I have my routine. I pray in the morning. Thank God for everything real quick. Good. I pray again about Wednesday or Thursday. The most dangerous thing you can do as a Christian is going to autopilot. I'm good. Because what happens, you know, when the storms set in? What happens when the water starts falling where you can barely see, you know, your, that, that Alabama rain? Buckets, right? That's what they say, buckets of water. What happens when it starts raining and you have your car on cruise control? What happens when the waves of life 
the troubles of life, coronavirus, you know, the pandemic. What happens when that stuff hits and your life is on cruise control? I'll tell you what happens. You hydroplane. And you hydroplane with reality. And you hydroplane with problems. And and you don't understand how you got there. God, how did I get here? You're supposed to be taking care of me. And God's like, I have this well. (laughs) I have this life giving water for you. And it's available every single day if you will only come and drink. I want to read another scripture that goes with my statement that I just made. And it's in 1 Peter 5 and 8. I'll just read it from here. Be well balanced and always alert because your enemy, the devil, roams around, I'm sorry, incessantly like a roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. Everybody say, be alert. I'm not making it up. I'm not making it up. When you're not alert, when you're not ready, when you're not prepared, when you haven't been drinking, you die. I don't know what other way to say it. I don't know any other way of saying it besides just saying the truth. So this morning, like I said, it's not a stone throwing. It's not a, ow, that hurt, I feel X, Y, and Z. This morning, I'm not here to preach, to tingle your ears. I'm not here to tell you just an amazing word so you can say, wow, what an awesome word. Let me go home and do nothing. This morning, I'm speaking to you. With all that I am, with the grace of God, trust me, none of this is me. It's the grace of God. And I'm up here praying that you would do something differently today. If you're a 30-year-old Christian, a 30-year Christian, how are you? Have you graduated from this to this to that? And if you have, maybe it's time for you to get an 18-wheeler full of water. It never stops. Where are you and when was the last time you were intimate with Jesus? I'm almost done. I know some of y'all are like, thank God, that hurt. (laughs) You never, you just never know what you're going to run into the next day. I remember Pastor Daisy was a good friend of ours. Uh, she told me this one day, and I'm sure she loves me and I love her, so she'd be okay with me sharing this. Uh, but she got in a car accident a while back. Everybody kind of, re- some of you remember that. She hit a deer, right? And she said that the first thing her daughter asked her wasn't like, hey, are you okay? Like the, <laughs> one of the first things her daughter asked Daisy, Pastor Daisy, was, well, did you call forth your angels and pray that morning? And she kind of stopped and was like, I like, I, I don't think I did. And I love Pastor Daisy, and she knows there's nothing you know, bad about her. I love her. She's an amazing woman of God. But what I'm saying is you can't get too comfortable. You can't go into autopilot. You cannot go into cruise control because the devil, he wants to kill you. He wants to get you. But God, amen? 
Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Everybody stand to your feet. God, we thank you. Mm, Father, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, God. Oh, hallelujah, God, we thank you. Oh, God. So this morning, start to evaluate yourself right now. Just you, by yourself. I just want you to ask yourself, am I being intimate enough with Jesus? Do I even know what intimate with Jesus means? Am I being intimate with you, Jesus? Start to ask yourself. Start to evaluate yourself. Oh, Father God, we thank you this morning for your word. God, I thank you, Father, that you've said that we are enough. God, your grace is enough for us, God. Your grace is sufficient for us, Father. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just ask that you would start to reveal to every single person in here, including me, the areas where we can do better, God. The times when we had access to the well, but for whatever reason, we didn't want to go. Oh God, would you help us? God, our soul pants for the living water. God, we want more of you, Jesus. Father, right now I ask you in the name of Jesus that you would fill these people up. Father, fill these people up with your love, with your Holy Ghost, God. You love them, Father. You love them, Daddy. You love them. Father, I ask that they would open their eyes, Father, and that this week, God, that this week, Father, they would take steps to do a few things differently. That this week they would take the initiative to spend more time with you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for their lives. Father, I bless each and every one of them, God. They are your children, Father, and you love them. And all you want to do is spend time with them, God. Would you help us to understand that, Father, that all, we want, all you want to do is spend time with us. All you want to do is hug us, God, and bring us on your lap and, and talk about our day, Father. And we're so busy with this life. God, would you remind us that you're just a good daddy that wants to spend time with his children. Oh, we thank you, Father. God, I ask that you would break their hearts, God. I ask that you would break every one of our hearts, God. That we would see you for who you are, Daddy. That we would see you as a good dad that just wants to spend time with us. God, I bless them. Father, and I ask you, Holy Spirit, right now, I ask you. I ask that you would go and that you would convict them and that you would teach them and that you would love on them this week and that you would remind them, bring it to the remembrance, Holy Spirit. Would they hear your small, still voice that says, I want to spend time with you? Holy Spirit, would they hear that in their spirits? Holy Spirit, I ask in the name of Jesus, Father, would you do it? Would you do it, Holy Spirit? Remind them. Remind them that you love them. I'm going to ask all of you to raise your hands up like you're going to receive a gift. 
Father God, right now, we're asking, Father, in the name of Jesus, for a supernatural just pouring out of your Holy Spirit, God. I'm asking you right now in the name of Jesus, God. Your word says whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. God, we loose right now. God, would you loose in heaven Holy Spirit water right now all over your people. For those who are dying, Holy Spirit water right now. For those who are full, Holy Spirit water right now. Cause them to overflow, God. Cause them to overflow, God, in their work, God, in their family, God, in their home, God, at the Walmart, at the McDonald's, wherever they're at, God. Cause them to overflow of your goodness, God. Right now, God, fill them up. God, and I ask in the name of Jesus that you would seal my words with love, God. That they would know that everything we've spoken today is out of love, Father. Would you seal the words today in love? Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. And we love you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Come on, come on. Let's give it up for Pastor Kevin. Come on, brother. I, I, I don't know if he's done, but he's done. Come on, that's good stuff. Man, so good. So good. I love that. What, what a great word, you know. And I think about that as he was talking, you know, God will start revealing stuff to you. And this is, this is not, uh, I'm not, like, I don't even know why I'm going to say this, but you might get it this way. That, that we just drove back, you know, from Augusta and we're on the highway cruising, you know. And, and when you're in cruise control, you know, it is, it is so aggravating sometimes because there's people going slow. So you end up slowing down with the people that are going slow. Um, but here, here, this is, I'm not telling you to speed, but this is what I love. There's a speed limit. And sometimes I feel like the enemy loves us to have our foot on the brake. He loves for us to be on cruise control. He loves to set a limit that says, this is as far as you can go. And we'll get so caught up into that. We'll just set our pace and we'll cruise and it'll just be at that pace. You know, I really believe God is like, no, look, because here's, here's what happens when people start going faster. Like it's getting good now. I mean, people are like going at 85 and there's like 20 cars going 85 but the speed limit's 70, so you got those people with cruise control going 70. And then you have these people going 85. And guess what? The cops aren't pulling over the people going 85 because they're cruising. They're, they're all in a line. And so I'm not telling you to speed, but what I'm saying is, man, it is so much better when you're going 85. Because, <laughs> like, yesterday, I'm, I'm trying to set it at 70, and I'm like, this is wonderful. But when I saw everybody moving, I got in that lane, and I started going with them. And I tell you, it was so, there, there was something about having your foot on the accelerator. And when you have your foot on the accelerator and you're seeking God and you're chasing him as fast as you can go, man, there is, there is a freedom in that. Where when you're on that cruise control, you're just kind of stuck. And you're stuck as opposed to the person right in front of you. Because you can't be in the fast lane because everybody's standing up behind you waiting for you to get out of the way. So, so as a Christian, are you, are you holding people back? Is your cruise control holding people back that are, that are trying to get on the fast lane and trying to seek God as fast as they can go, but you're the person in their way. You need to get over. You need to get over or put your foot on the accelerator because there are people that, that, that in your life that are looking at you as the God. They're looking at you, at you and, they're, and they're saying, well, I can only go as fast as the person in front of me. So you either need to speed it up or get out of the way because God wants to move. God wants to move. So you need to evaluate yourself in that area and say, what am I doing? What am I doing? 
But anyway, I want to close this out and give us time for a rally day to get over there. Man, what a good word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate you, brother. Um, great word, man. And you look sharp today. Come on. <laughs> but, uh, but this is the time. We're going to close out today. This is the time of service uh, we receive offering. Um, and it's just part of our worship. That's it. Uh, if you want to worship with us, you may. We're going to have ushers at the door. Uh, they'll have a basket if you want to give. Um, if you want to give in person, you can give cash or write a check. If you want to give online, look, go, go to our text to give. It's probably my favorite thing now. Just type in that number. Uh, and, and once you set that up, it'll send you a link. Once you set it up, you literally text. Like if I wanted to give $100, i just go to that little number that I have saved in my phone under a contact that says Destiny Church Giving. And I just type 100, send. So it takes me that long, three little buttons, and, and I'm already giving. So that's really handy. Um, you can give any way you want. I just want you to know that you're not giving to a church. You're giving through a church. God is using us in a mighty, mighty way. And he's using this location in a mighty way. And we are, look, you got to understand where he put us, where he put us for good. We're, we're in the middle of three cities, in the middle of three counties. We are, we are that point. And that's so that we can reach all three of them. That we can spread out. We can't do that without you. So, so everybody, as we come together and we give as a church, you don't understand what it's doing to the lives of people around us. We can't live stream without it. We can't, we can't reach new families without it. We can't reach schools without it. We, can't, we just can't reach people. So what you do and how you give at Destiny makes a difference uh, to people that you don't even know. That's, I think that's the best part about it is that, is that when we give, it touches people that we don't even have an idea. God knows. God knows. So everything that you give uh, is being used by God in a mighty, mighty way. So I just want you to think about that. Look, we love a cheerful giver. So I'll say, I'll say this. I say it any time I can talk. I say it. If you're, if you holding a grudge to giving, don't give. I don't want the money here. <laughs> like if you're like, I can't believe I got to give money. No, no, no. Keep it. Like if that's how you want to give it, keep it. Okay. We like a cheerful giver and I want God to be moving through you. So we just trust God with all that. Um, and he's been faithful to us. So look, I don't ever want you to feel like you are being tugged on to give. It's got to be God telling you to give, and then, and then you just give freely and uh, with a cheerful heart. So let's pray, and then I'll ask the uh, if we have any prayer team members that want to come up. We'll have a prayer team for you here this morning. Uh, they want to pray for you. Other than that, I'm going to ask you as we, as we leave to just walk over next door, check out the small group, see what's available. And, and we still have time, so if God still speaks to you and says, hey, I really wanted to set up a small group, but I didn't do it, come talk to me. Uh, we might still have a chance to get you an opportunity to have your small group, but um, it just obviously won't be today. So let's just give it over to God. Let's ask God to come in and touch our hearts. So, Father, we thank you. We love you, God. And we thank you for this day. We thank you that we get to worship you. We thank you we can come together as a church and worship you this Sunday. And, Father, we just ask you to touch the hearts and minds of everybody in here, Father. We ask you to bless them, Lord. Father, we ask you to, to speak to them right now on what they should give or how they should give, Father. Father, if they still want to give to heart for the house, I ask you to speak to them right now, Father. Lord, we just, and Father, those that can give, bless them. Those that can't give, bless them too, Father God. We, we pray for favor on everybody in this house, Lord. And Father, we just surrender to you. We ask you to bless the gift and the giver. And we just give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Come on, y'all, let's put our hands together one last time. Our prayer team members will be up here if you need prayer. If not, I'll see you next door. <laughs>